Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. It's time. It's time to have real, honest, open, difficult, and inspiring conversations. It's time for Love and Life on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media. Family, let's get started. Uh, we're going to have a great conversation tonight that I cannot wait for you to join. We have our beloved who is returning to talk with us tonight. Y'all, you've heard me say in the past that she's such a love bug. I, I just love her to pieces. And I've told her that. So she knows it too. But Dr. Ayo Maria Gooden, who is a graduate of Lincoln University, the first degree-granting institution of higher education for Blacks in the United States, by the way. She is a board-certified African-centered Black psychologist, and she's the immediate former president of the Delaware Valley Association of Black Psychologists. That's just the tip of the iceberg, okay? But she's here to talk with us about everything under both umbrellas of love and life with a few specifics, okay? Family, I invite you to the conversation with Dr. Ayo Maria Gooden. Hello there, beautiful. (laughs) Sawabona, a new word for you. It's a Zulu word that means, I see you in your divinity. Oh, how do I spell that, Dr. Gooden? S-A-W-U. B-O-N-A. Sawabona. Sawabona. And your response would be, Yebo Sawabona, which means I see you see me in my divinity. Yebo Sawabona. Oh, you sound like you might be Zulu. (laughs) Sounds good. Oh, I love that. Thank you. That's a compliment. (laughs) Absolutely, it is. I'm Yoruba, by the way. I'm Nigerian. Now, is that, um, was that information passed to you from your family or was it information that I you wish. found? No, I, I actually found out through the DNA testing, um, but it was real interesting because when I was an undergrad student at Lincoln, um, actually a little bit before Lincoln, uh, an African student told me that I looked like an Ayo, which is how I ended up eventually changing my name and taking on a Nigerian first name. Uh, It means joy. And, um, you know, sometimes our family come back to claim us. So I had claimed my Nigerian heritage before I knew that it was officially part of my heritage. Wow. Wow. See that it was in your spirit. It was innate. Oh, wow. I love that. I love that. I love when that happens as well. So how have you been? Super great. I'm always super great. I've been blessed. I'm, you know, as they say, you know, when you're kicking still above ground, it's a good day. It sure is. (laughs) It sure is. It sure is. Did you have, um, did you have a quiet uh, transition into the new year? Um, Well, quiet is is relative. You know, I work almost every day. So I saw clients, but um, the beginning of the new year is always a wonderful time because my husband's birthday is the 4th of January. 
So we got to just chill out and be together and do family. And I love that. That's for me, the best thing in the world, being with my family, my husband, you know, my mm-hmm. sons, my grandbabies and their partners. So, you know, having my daughter-in-laws, it's, it's just wonderful. That sounds Absolutely wonderful. Family, listen, family to me is everything. So that sounds absolutely wonderful. Um, Before, oh, I'm so sorry, Dr. Good. No, go ahead. Before we get into the subject matter about which we are going to speak, I would love to know how Black Love Partners is coming along. Oh, it's coming. We've got some fantastic things coming up in the future. I'm actually going to be um, connecting with some other black psychologists and we're doing a singles and a married couples cruise coming up this year uh, too. one for training black mental health workers and one for the individuals who want to learn how to enhance their love relationships and Black Love Partners will be planning an event in the future that will be designed to help provide access to high quality uh, partners. So oh, we're, we're working. We stay busy. It sounds like you stay busy. This is just one, one thing that you do. You stay extremely busy, but I love it. I love it. So family, for those of you who have just joined us, welcome, 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 welcome. Um, you're tuned in. You are tuned in to Love and Life with yours truly, Carol Riddick, right here on WURD. We are talking with Dr. Io Maria Gooden. And we're talking about love family. We really, really are. I do want to share that some of our family members are checking in. Hey, there's Smitty. Smitty is joining us and he shares. Hello, everyone. And Renee, Renee Nacy is joining us as well and sends love. And we send it right back to you. Brother Malcolm, Malcolm White. Hey there, Brother Malcolm. He shares that he's watching and listening from West Mount Airy. Good evening to you. We so appreciate you joining us. And thank you for my message because you know I look for it every day. (laughs) Cheryl Brown. Hey, they're beautiful. She is joining us and she's sending peace, blessings and love to everyone, as is Brother Nasir. Nasir Butler, that is. He shares peace and blessings as well. And you know we share that right with you all. So, Dr. Gooden, you're here to speak with us about some specific things. well, actually, I guess we should, I should say the conversation, start with some something specific. The first of which is the pros and cons that come with online dating. Ah. Well, you know, one of the best things about online dating is that you can stay home and shop. <laughs> <laughs> now, we're really getting into that after COVID. People like to stay home, but that's the whole purpose of online dating, being able to look for someone and hopefully find someone without having to leave the comfort of your home. Or Mm -hmm. if you have a cell phone, you can travel and still date online. And you can spend time with people through the phone after you've met them. And Mm -hmm. it saves you money because you don't have to go out, buy food, get dressed Mm -hmm. up, spend money on clothing, perfume, and, and, you know, guys getting all sharp and gas in your car. It saves money. 
to go online. And you certainly can find many more options than if you go, I don't know, where do people go to find a partner? It's usually I don't know. at church or they go to some club or a bar, which quite honestly uh, is not the best location unless you're looking for someone who might have a drinking problem. Mm. <laughs> In fact, that's one of the reasons Black Love Partners was created so that we can give Black people other options, safe places to find people. But online is a good way to start off for people who are just trying to figure out what's out there and get in Mm -hmm. a little practice with talking to someone, especially if it's been a while or you're new at it. So online dating has benefits. So are you, oh, I'm sorry. I was about to say, are you an advocate for online dating? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, In fact, I recommended it um, probably long before it became popular. Uh, Back in the days when I was single, uh, before computers were out, (laughs) I had said that, boy, if there was a way to find somebody without having to leave the comfort of my home, it would be awesome. And once it became a reality, I recommended it to people all the time. In fact, um, I have a number of clients who have used online dating, found partners, Mm -hmm. and are happily connected with those partners to this day. So it can be very, very helpful because, as I said, you have a much wider choice with the online dating. You know, I'm glad you you stated that. You said that um, a few clients, are they... Clients with whom you've worked through Black Love Partners or just clients that you've seen outside of Black Love Partners that have found These were people in my online private dating. practice, my private okay. practice, um, who okay. I worked with to get them, as we say, with Black Love Partners, relationship ready. And mm. um, I think that I've been doing my practice much longer than Black Love Partners, but it was because of the experiences I had with my clients who were looking for love and having difficulty finding partners. And so I said, we've got to do something for our people. So, you know, that's one of the things I don't think I've ever asked you as it pertains to Black Love Partners. Is there um, um, like a barometer for age or is anyone welcome? Well, there's no age limits. It is about people who are looking for permanent relationships. So it's not a place for people who are just shopping for a sexual experience. It is designed to help people to find a life partner, people who are looking for love and want someone who's committed to them Mm -hmm. because we have difficulty finding people for marriage versus mm-hmm. just sex. You can always find somebody for sex. That's the easy thing to do. But somebody that? who can be committed and in a long-term relationship with you, that takes more effort. And quite honestly, most people haven't been taught how to be relationship ready, nor how to find someone who's relationship ready. So, What does it mean to be relationship ready? 
excellent question. (laughs) (laughs) It means that, you know, as Black people, we all have baggage. Mm -hmm. And we have to unpack that baggage, which is why therapy is so important, because it gives you a safe place to look at some of the things that have shaped you into who you are. And certainly if you've had traumas, which most of us have, to be able to put those traumas into perspective so they don't disrupt a love relationship. Now, Mm. There are different strategies to do that. Like I use both uh, trauma narratives as well as um, eye movement desensitization uh, reprocessing strategies to help with trauma. But a lot of people don't even realize that their trauma is bothering their processes in developing healthy relationships. And I think what we generally find is that males are more reluctant to get help than females. Mm. And as a result, you can't really have a good relationship unless you have two healthy people. It only takes one to ruin a relationship, but it takes two to make the relationship work. Uh, 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 You just said a whole lot, Dr. Gooden. Oh my goodness. Family, for those of you who have just joined us, well, welcome. You are tuned in to Love and Life with yours truly, Carol Riddick, right here on WURD. We're talking with Dr. Ayo Maria Gooden. And in this moment, we're talking about love. We're talking about being relationship ready. We're talking about the pros and cons of online dating. But it's time for us to take just a short commercial break. Uh, but know that the phone lines are open. And feel free to continue to comment on our socials. Stay with us, family, because we're coming right back. You're listening to Love and Life with Carol Riddick on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media. Well, hello there, family. Welcome back. You are tuned in to Love and Life with yours truly, Carol Riddick, right here on WURD. We're talking with Dr. Io Maria Gooden, and we're talking about love. Yes, we are. We are. We're talking about a lot under the umbrella of love. We started the conversation talking about the pros and cons of online dating. Dr. Gooden was sharing with us the pros of online dating. We didn't get to the cons yet because I interrupted her uh, asking so many other questions. And and I do have another one before we get to the cons. Dr. Gooden, you mentioned um, eye movement desensitization reprocessing. What is that exactly? Huh. It is a uh, therapy strategy that's used to help people deal with resolving their traumas. So rather than doing uh, what we usually do is trauma narratives where you talk and talk and talk about the trauma until you don't feel the emotional impact with I will shorten it. eye movement desensitization reprocessing or what's called EMDR. What we do is you follow the fingers and I do certain kinds of questions to help you to use your brain to do your own healing. So no medication, um, no tell me all the details, very little talking. Instead, it allows your brain to go in and do the healing. It's kind of like taking a, a chalkboard and erasing the chalkboard from both sides versus what normally happens where maybe with trauma, you might feel a little bit better 
after maybe time, but there's Uh always some residual on the sides that may impact you in your life. So this is designed and it was created um, and used effectively with military personnel who had severe trauma as a result of their military experiences. And I have found it in my practice to be tremendously helpful with people who've been victims of sexual abuse from childhood, males and females, as well as for things such as wanting to be more motivated to do things like exercise or or to be more organized. Mm -hmm. And so it can be used for a variety of reasons. Wow. Oh my goodness. It it sounds like it it it's a very effective um process, if you will. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Especially since it's widely used. Well, so, it's it's not as widely used as I would like to see it used, but that's because okay. the, the process of getting trained used to be restricted to non-blacks. Yeah. Why why was that? It it was the country club therapeutic technique that costs thousands of dollars to get the training. So it limited the number of people who could get into it, who didn't have that kind of money up front. Um, Mm. And quite honestly, the trainers weren't interested in training non-Caucasian therapists in this technique. So there are a couple of people who got the training and then have been dedicated to training melanic people, people of color, to provide this service, and it's growing. But it's been well-established among the Caucasian, especially the Caucasian well-to-do, and even among the police force, and of course, the military. Mm, mm, mm. Yes, race <laughs> I don't know why I'm surprised things. to hear. I, I, I'm always surprised, and, and I don't know why. <laughs> In 2024, I don't even understand how I could be surprised by much of anything. But especially in particularly this, this subject matter. So Dr. Gooden, you were sharing with us the pros of online dating. Um, what would you say are some of the cons of online yeah. dating? And there are cons. And those cons, we'll use the term, they're cons. Some of the people <laughs> who are on those dating sites are trying to convince you that they or he or she is someone he or she is not. And Mm. nowadays with technology, you can alter your appearance. You can, of course, lie about who you are. And so people may think that they're getting this person. But when you show up, you find out you have a totally different person than the one you were talking to on screen. Because, you know, I've learned that there are techniques now that people can alter their appearance, even though it looks like it's on video and it should be. Uh, accurate. So that's one of the big things. And people don't tend to know what questions to ask in order to screen out the wrong people and to screen in the right ones. How about that? I wouldn't know what questions to ask. I definitely wouldn't know. I wouldn't know where to begin. It's not unusual. Most of us, I didn't know. And I wouldn't know because where do we get taught? How mm-hmm. are we taught to pick a partner? We, we learn from our parents. If we saw bad examples in the home, then we have bad information. 
or we learn from our friends or maybe from our family. And Mm. then, of course, there's television, the media, which really shows us some bad examples. So we end up going in with what we have, which is usually distorted information or inaccurate. In fact, I saw a lady who was uh, identified as an expert on relationships who actually recommended that people not have any criteria. Just go out and date. Be flexible. That is a mistake. Please do. T- I, I'm curious to know. She So she just said, just, just go ahead. Be just flexible. Don't, don't put too much work into trying to figure things out. Just go and it'll flow. That's not accurate. Just like the statement, people say, opposites attract. They mm, may yes. attract, but they won't last because you mm. have to have things in common. You have to have similar values. And of course, if we don't ask enough questions, how will we know? We won't. So asking questions are important, but first you have to know who you are. Mm-hmm. That's how you determine who's right for you. If you don't know who you are, if you can't figure out your values, if you don't know what you like and you don't like, then you'll accept somebody who's wrong for you, which is mm-hmm. why black people have the highest percentage of divorces and the lowest rate of marriages out of any ethnic group. Okay, we I have the second highest. I know divorce. that. The second highest. Okay, so we have the second highest divorce rate. Right. Native Americans, indigenous people have the highest divorce rate, but we're only two points behind them. Um, so that tells you that one, we're not we're not selecting people correctly. And then once we make those mistakes, we're getting out of the relationship. So most mm-hmm. of us are not getting married. And black women have the lowest rate of any ethnic group getting married. We we don't tend to get married. Is it, do you think that's due to choice, our choice? Or some of it would is. Would you say it's some? Some no. of it is choice. But I believe from what I've seen in my 50 years of doing therapy, that a lot of it has to do with Black women have many societal disadvantages. Mm-hmm. And black men do too, because there are stereotypes that have been created that say that black women aren't beautiful, black women mm-hmm. aren't classy uh, mm-hmm. or sophisticated or what have you, that they're, you know, that they're rude, disrespectful, they're, you know, and we can go through it. And exactly. a lot of males find that black mm-hmm. females have been trained through inappropriate societal information to be seeking somebody to pay their bills. And that's, that's the criteria. Oh, you Mm -hmm. don't have money. I can't talk to you. So there are some disadvantages to the way we're being taught to select a man. And the same is true for men. Um, A lot of black men have been taught that the standard of beauty we kind of talked a little bit about this, uh, (laughs) is the person who looks more like a Caucasian. So the lighter you are, the straighter your hair, the thinner your lips, the pointier your nose, the more attractive you're seen as being. Now, black women will tend 
to partner with black men who don't look like that more often than black men want to do it. And part of that has to do with many black women in their households. They saw a dark skin father with a lighter skin mother. Now, that's not always the case, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But because of racism, we've been taught that light is better than dark, which it is not. And that includes biologically. Dark-skinned people have benefits that light-skinned people don't have. And I tell people all the time, light-skinned people, including me, uh, although I'm not all that light, but because of the ozone layer being depleted, light-skinned people will be dying as that ozone layer continues to be depleted. Mm. And dark-skinned people will survive. So picking a dark skin partner will help you and your children survive. <laughs> wait, what? Wait, wait, why is that? What is that? Melanin why protects you from the radiation, from the uh, the uh, poisons that get through the ozone layer. Plus melanin, which gives you your skin color, but it also colors your internal organs, is a protective substance. It's a magnificent mm. substance that we have seen and and scientists such as uh, Carol Barnes and uh, Richard King and one of my favorites, uh, Dr. Francis Cress Welsing, a psychiatrist, and Richard King is a a, a psychiatrist as well, Mm -hmm. looked at melanin. And when you study melanin, what you learn is that dark skin, melanin has abilities that you never hear about from Caucasian sources, but if you do your research, you'll learn that dark skin protects you. We always say black don't crack. That's Mm. because of melanin. So the more melanin you have, the younger you look, the longer Mm. you look young. But it also protects you from medical conditions that other people fall prey to. Um, My father was dark. My mother was light. My father Mm -hmm. had 12 strokes but he bounced back as though he had no strokes from most of them until it got really bad. And I tell people all the time, Chitlins killed my, my father. Chitlins um, killed him because our arteries get clogged with those fatty foods. Mm-hmm. And I had warned him. He had eaten some Chitlins, had a stroke. I told him, don't eat any more. He ate some more, had another major stroke. And then after that, his arteries were so clogged that he kept having strokes after that. But because of his melanin, I believe, and believe it or not, Caucasians have been studying melanin for many, many decades. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. they have found the properties. That's why they created the melatonin pills you can take from Mm -hmm. melanin. But that melanin protects you. And it links us with the creator. We have abilities that we don't know about or that we ignore because people haven't defined it. And I say to people, look at black men and women playing sports such as basketball Mm -hmm. and how they jump up in the air and horizontally will dunk a ball or a football and jump same kind mm-hmm, of way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Scientifically, that's impossible according to physics, that anything that goes up comes right back down. But here, Black people are defying physics and are levitating. 
you won't hear other people say that, but if you talk to a real scientist, and I happen to live with two, so I know <laughs> I'm not a, they will tell you I'm not a real scientist. I'm a social scientist. They're hard scientists. Okay. So understanding um, physics wow. and understanding what we're capable of doing, it's amazing. But no one is telling us about it. But people like, you know, Carol Barnes and other um, chemists and physicists mm-hmm, mm-hmm. will tell mm-hmm. you if they've studied black issues, that black skin is beautiful. And the original people mm-hmm. were black, not light brown, black, as in black, which is why they called Egypt Kemet. It wasn't called mm-hmm. Egypt, although Egypt is a newer name because it was the land of the blacks or the burnt face. They were black. Those are the people who built the pyramids, not light-skinned Arabs. That's mm-hmm. a lot. But I've read that. Reject. We've been taught to reject, and we've got to learn to embrace and love our dark skin. Yeah, we're our tightly we're still being taught. Lips. Mm-hmm. Definitely. We're still being taught. I know, yes, I know, are. I know. It pains me. It pains me, but but that is the reality, and it's a good thing that we are aware and we recognize that. Yes. Um, family, for those of you who have just joined us, welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, we are talking with Dr. Ayo Maria Gooden, who is, when I say sharing all kinds of pearls, you better have your pockets open so you can put these pearls in your pocket, okay? <laughs> but she is sharing as she always does, okay? We began the, the conversation talking about the pros of online dating, and then we, we, we broached the subject of the, the cons of online dating. But in between, when I tell you in between that sandwich was nothing but knowledge, nothing but knowledge as she always does. She always shares just such good knowledge with us. Um, family, what we're going to do right now, we're going to take a short commercial break. But I was sharing with you that you are always welcome to the conversation and you know that you are. We always want you to participate. You know I encourage you to participate in the conversation. So uh, in order for you to do so, you can either share a comment on our comment section on our socials or you can give us a call. You can do that by dialing 215-634-8065. You can even call us toll free at one 866 Three six one zero nine hundred. Whatever you do, though, family, stay with us because we're coming right back. You're listening to Love and Life on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media. Well, hey there, family. Welcome back. You're tuned in to Love and Life right here on WURD with yours truly, Carol Riddick. We're talking with Dr. Ayo Maria. Gooden. And we uh, are talking about the pros and cons of online dating right now. But we have so many things about which to speak. And family, you know, you know, I'm all, all over the place. I am. But that's because there's so much to cover and so little time in which to cover it. <laughs> but I'm doing my best. I promise you I am. Um, I do want to share that Jay. Hey there, beautiful Jay. Sharing that I need this conversation. Listen, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. So glad you joined us, though, Jay. It's been a minute. Um, Eric is joining us. Just Rick. Just Rick. He shares hello, entire WURD family, and a special hello and welcome to you, Dr. Gooden. I love your direct 
honesty and insight on these important topics. We can all learn a great deal from you, especially during these current times. Thank you so much for your contribution. Uh, Antoinette Farmer is joining us as well. She's sending peace and blessings to everybody. Um, Heather Wilson is sending, hey, sending love to the entire word family. And uh, Malcolm shares, hence, Michael Jordan and Dr. J levitating in response to Dr. Gooden's comment. Yes. Yes, and he shares that he is loving this segment so far. Just loving. Well, we all love Dr. Gooden. We do. We do. <laughs> now, Dr. Gooden was uh, joining us for the, the first hour, and I've asked her if she could stay for a little longer. So she's, she's obliged to stay as long as she can. So because of that, um, like I said, family, I'm all over the place, and I have a ton of questions. So I wanted to share that with you before I go to the next question. Um, so... One of the things before we go into the next topic, because we're going to talk as well about couples and abstinence. Um, but before we go to that, Dr. Gooden, you made a comment about learned behavior. And I'm curious to know, you know, we, we all have, well, I'd like to believe we all have discernment. How is it that we gravitate so, uh, so strongly to learned behavior or, or we, we follow learned behavior? more than listening to discernment, our, our own discernment? That's a good question. Thank and you. I believe the best answer is to say that learned behavior is learned because it's seen so frequently and it's mm -hmm. repeated, the behaviors that are observed. It's not just once. You can, you know, certainly say to yourself, you know, uh, I'm not, for example, a good example might be if you grew up in a household with alcoholics, mm -hmm. it is very likely that you're going to be an alcoholic because you've learned to be an alcoholic from your parents. And I find many people say, oh, I'm never going to do that. I'm not going to do this. But that's what they grew up seeing. And they slip mm -hmm. into that. Now, that's not everybody. But it frequently mm -hmm. happens. Stop and ask yourself, were there things you saw at home or you experienced that you said, I'm never going to do that. And then you found yourself doing it, too. Um, and we can mm -hmm. change. Obviously, when I was being raised, my parents whipped me. OK, but I made mm -hmm, a mm -hmm. conscious decision that I would never hit my son. And I never did. And my son mm -hmm. grew up to be a very well-mannered. Loving, kind uh, young man who you definitely don't want to mess with, but he never got hit and he never hits his children. And mm. that's because I made a conscious decision. I said to myself, I know my parents were taught to hit. They got hit growing up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I didn't like it. Um, but I had to ask the question, if you love somebody why on earth would you hit them? It makes mm -hmm. no sense. But it comes from slavery experiences where if we didn't beat our children and beat them severely, the enslaver was very likely going to kill your child. And so you had to demonstrate that you were punishing and punishing in a severe way in order for the enslaver to leave your child alone. But we're not in that situation anymore. We've got to learn to let go of being slaves or enslaved people. And, you know, Harriet Tubman said she could have freed a lot more people 
uh, had they just known that they were enslaved. Mm. And the problem is mm. we don't realize that we have the power to do anything we want to do. We are the original people who built the pyramids, who created the sciences, who created medicine, who create, I could just go on and on. Mm -hmm, we are the mm -hmm. creators of all the science, the arts, etc. So if we did all that, wouldn't it make sense we can do it again? But we have to let go of our belief that we are inferior, that we can't, that we're not good enough, and that we don't deserve to be happy, productive, and healthy. We have to stop eating the things that are bad for us. We have to start mm. exercising and take care of ourselves so we can levitate, okay? Mm, so we can continue the, to levitate. The, the original people, the Black people, ate healthy, lived healthy, got their rest. They spent their time developing their brains instead of allowing other things sure. to put us to sleep, to sedate us. Wow. And we still do that. If we look at what people purchase their children for the holidays, very few people are buying books for their children or educational toys or instruments. Mm -hmm. They're buying them video games that are violent. They're buying them things that they can do that are fun and perhaps entertaining, but not educational. Mm -hmm. And that's the wrong way to train our children. We're already behind. So we have to teach our children how to move forward. I have a one and a half year old granddaughter who can count in Chinese, who can count her numbers and read her letters and reads her name. And a four year old who doesn't only count and read Chinese characters, but Swahili, Spanish, wow. French, Lakota, English, and signs. Why? Wow. Because that's what we do. That's what we spend our time on. I put on, you know, Bino and Fino, and we learn, we know all these African mm -hmm. countries, and they love it. I put on shows where they're learning how to sign. Uh, their parents will um, provide them with the mm -hmm. educational opportunities that will never get in school. Now, I don't believe in public school, to be quite honest. I homeschooled my oldest son. And he has a degree in physics, even though he was homeschooled. People say, oh, but you've got to socialize them. You can socialize your children better than anybody else. You put them with the people you want them to learn from instead of sending them off to school. And I know if you don't have other options, that's what we have to do. Mm -hmm. But I think black people mm -hmm. need to mandate that our churches start having schools for our children so that our children can learn black history, can learn languages, learn cursive, because they're not teaching those things. Why? Because in public school, they do not want, especially black children, to compete with their Caucasian children. So you mm. go to the private Caucasian school, they're learning cursive. They still I get gym that. and art and music, not our children. Okay. Yeah, I believe that. I, yeah, I, yes, I do. I, I absolutely do believe that. Um, Dr. Gooden, if I might take one moment, I, I do want to share our family members 
are commenting and I want to share their comments. Antoinette shares, it took me some time to recognize this very behavior. My mother is a narcissist. I look for ways to please her, which we know is not possible. I married my mother, someone who treated me the same way. I had to find the will to break this behavior, including therapy for myself and for my children. It was difficult, but I am healthier for breaking that cycle. Kudos to you. God bless you. God bless you, beautiful. Absolutely. Um, Nicole P shares, good evening, love and life family. Welcome, Nicole. She shares, this conversation is right on time, Dr. Gooden, is so on point. Thank you for that. Um, Harold shares, I think some kids need a spanking and some don't. I am speaking for myself. I got spankings and I deserved every one of them. Harold, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you are bad. And Eric... <laughs> Eric is sharing, there are so many habits, good and bad, that many of us have experienced in our lives. We are only human beings in this vast, complicated, fast-moving world. How do we unsee, unlearn, and uplift ourselves to a proud potential? Mm, Thank you so much for that, Eric. Oh, my goodness. Always, though, always our family members. Um, So... I am so enjoying this conversation and I do not want to pivot, but I do want to address the other topic uh, that, that we were we had agreed to discuss. And that was about whether or not couples should abstain from sex prior to marriage. Be- before you dig deep into that, Dr. Ayo, what do, how important to a relationship is sex? Critical. Hmm. But before I say all that, let me let me just warn people about the dating process, because many times, most times when people meet somebody they don't know, the first thing they want to do is go to dinner. I advise against that strongly. Mm. The first place you need to go is lunch or or breakfast where you have a short period of time. And if you decide this person isn't good for you then you can go somewhere else to a meeting or whatever versus at the end of dinner, you go home. And perhaps if this is a stalker, he can follow you to your home. Mm. And black women have to stop seeing black men as just meal tickets. They're not. They're people Mm. too. And we've got to learn to bring balance into relationships if we want to be successful in them. Okay, let me jump back to your other question now. Okay. <laughs> no, I listen. I appreciate all of that. Well, you know, you know what? Well, well, before you do that, before you go there, because I, we're coming up on a commercial break, okay. so I want to I'll save wait. this response because I don't want to interrupt you at all, do we, family? Okay. We don't want to interrupt Doctor Gooden at all. <laughs> but family, for those of you who have just joined us, welcome, welcome to the conversation, welcome to Love and Life, right here on WURD, with yours truly. Carol Riddick. We are talking with Dr. Ayo Maria Gooden, and she is educating me, if if not anyone else. I'm sure she's educating some others, but she's definitely educating me. You are invited to join the conversation. The phone lines are open and feel free to continue to comment on our socials. We want you to join this conversation. We really do. When we come back, Dr. Gooden is going to talk um, about how important sex is 
in a relationship. You know, I'm anxious to hear this response. I know you are too. Stay with us because we're coming right back. You're listening to Love and Life with Carol Riddick on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media. Hey there, welcome back. You are tuned in to Love and Life. As a matter of fact, the top of the second hour of Love and Life, right here on WURD, we are joined with Dr. Ayo Maria Gooden. And before the break, Dr. Gooden was about to talk with us about how important sex is to a relationship. Yes, sex is important to a relationship. And I think it's important to know that what you decide to do before you get married has to be your decision. And your decision needs to take into consideration a number of factors. First of all, you know, I always ask people, are you ready for sex? Now, what does that mean? If I get pregnant, am I ready to have a baby? Or Am I in a state now where if I chose to terminate the pregnancy, would that be a legal or illegal act? And how would I cope with that in my life? Because I deal with a lot of people who have made that decision and unfortunately it causes trauma. So Mm. one of the other things you have to take into consideration is the diseases that are out there. If you get herpes, at least you don't die. And actually my husband has a a product that can help treat it. But if you have AIDS, then you're talking about the potential of a, once again, a life-threatening illness. Although now the medications seem to be keeping people alive. So that's a good thing. But most people are uncomfortable asking a potential sexual partner to get tested, which means you're really playing Russian roulette. And I can say I've had clients who didn't tell their partners that they had an infection such as herpes. And unfortunately, most people think, well, if they have it, they're going to tell me. Not the case. And especially, I used to be an AIDS educator. And one of the experiences that was shared with me uh, by a number of people was that when you are infected, you become so angry that you want other people to be infected. So you will intentionally infect other people. And of course, the people with the highest rates of HIV and herpes and, and other sexually transmitted diseases are Black. And not mm. just young blacks who, you know, feel, oh, it won't happen to them because you look like you're okay. But older blacks are getting it because they're saying, well, what the heck? I'm going to die soon anyway. So I'm going to go ahead and have what I want. So there's a lack of real, let's, let's say, clear thinking in the process of having sex. The other thing women need to consider is that when you talk to males, Males, generally speaking, who are looking for a partner are less likely to find you attractive if you have children. Mm. One child may be okay, 
But once you start talking about two or more children, most males don't want to marry a woman who has multiple children unless she has multiple millions of dollars. Okay. So women have to be more cautious than males, but males need to be cautious too, because there are women out there who will get pregnant intentionally just to hold on to, Mm. even though it's not the right way to hold on to someone. So males have to be cautious and really think about whether or not, and I say there are a couple of questions you have to ask, is this the person you would like to be the mother or father of your child? If you can't say yes, don't have sex with them because there is no birth control method that is 100% sure. The other question Mm -hmm. is, if I had a child by this person, would I want my child to be just like that person? If you can't say yes, you shouldn't be having sex. Mm. Okay? So, wow. you know, I, I talk about these things in my book because I don't want people to continue making mistakes and ruining not only their lives, but potentially the lives of their children. Because if I'm angry with this man, then I take it out on the child that looks like him or for Mm -hmm. the males, they feel trapped and they don't want to take care of the child because they didn't plan to have a child. They were just having sex. So we have to be a little more mature in how we treat sex. Sex is wonderful. Sex is natural. But we have to think about what we're doing. Now, there are those who will tell you that being able to experience sex with your partner before you get married helps you to decide whether or not this is somebody who you could live with the rest of your life and have sex Mm. with. Mm. Okay. And that could well be true. Although sometimes what we find is that people don't feel real comfortable talking about sex. They all do it. But talking about it and finding out what people like, what their fantasies are, et cetera, et cetera, isn't always something that's checked on, nor is their sexual identity. Nowadays, Mm. back in my day, we need to ask, were you born a male or were you born a female? Okay, That's something new we haven't been taught to ask, but we can get surprises (laughs) and not the kind of surprises we want. If we don't ask the right questions, have you been tested? When were you tested? But even that is not certain because I could get tested today and be clear and then Mm -hmm. have sex with somebody tomorrow and now be infected and then meet you and say, well, yeah, I just got tested and I was fine. And I don't know that I'm infected because I'm not tested again. How about that? How about that? It's scary out there for people. Uh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> with good reason. I don't have to worry about that. I, I know that's right. I know that's but, right. Um, what that's I want to do right now. No. Good point. Now, family, I'm going to go to the phone lines. One of our family members has been waiting to join the conversation. Hello, and thank you so much for calling and for your patience. Thank you for waiting. Well, uh, Dr. Goodman, I would like to share with you about love and life. And here on Love and Life, uh, Dr. Goodman, what we don't care about your money, we don't care about how you look, we don't care about uh, 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 any of those tangible things of life. Here on Love and Life, we are concerned about your mentality and your ability and try to help you 
with people like yourself come on to make recommendations like Dr. Reed and people that have been on here. And this is why Love and Life is so significant. Here on Love and Life, our family here, and you heard some of you, uh, Cal gave numbers of people called in to respond to some of the things that you were saying. But here on Love and Life, we have a beautiful family. We have our number one lead caller. His name is Malcolm. And he opened up in his mind with these words. He, Malcolm opens open up that it is better to light one little candle and to curse the dog. And if everyone lit that one little candle, it would be a better light. I mean, a better light in their life. And the significance of loving life, it takes away from all the tedious things of life that's going on to this world. And loving life here with our family here, we want to try to help to direct you with the professional people like you and guide you into your relationship. And in these relationships, I'm 80 years of age, man. And in your relationship, it's not the color of your skin, beloved. I know what Dr. Crest, Crest, uh, Weldon Crest talked about that. It is the content of your character. And you females, in particular, you mentioned about your wife, your husband. The females must make themselves precious below the navel button. It comes with the mentality. And when that female is in order, love her. How can you love a man or a lot out with them? If you don't love yourself and the females that bring that type of spirit, then the man, the divine order will guide you and have you say, I'm not going to accept this. People don't court anymore. That's something that's missing today. It was a very significant thing. You can never, under, you can, people have been married 40 years and all that, and then they come and find out themselves. But it's about you, the female and the man. It doesn't take money. It's not the sex. What happened when that mechanism is not working anymore? Would you still comfort that person? Would you care for them? Myself, doctor, I like to use this word. I don't like to use love. I know it's a thin line between caring and love. Because when you care for someone, that's the most crucial time that I think a man should be a lover into his companion life. A female come to her and revive her soul again. The body, the body, it, it, it deteriorates in time. Anytime someone can be with them and care for them. I know a situation where a guy never went to bed with the woman. He cared for her. And a cushion like me treated her nice because she demanded that. And that's why the system, Yaku, the system have messed up talking about our females, calling them bees and all this other stuff. How can she be that? Anytime the Almighty God has blessed you to be able to hold a body inside your inside your body, bring that body forth into this world. How can she be? She's a precious soul. Not her beautiful makeup or anything like that. When she's a man, I'm going to go with this. You remember the movie and they took it off. Beauty and the Beast. Look at that mm. woman. She fell and she cared for that man. Not because the shape of his face, because he was in divine order. The divineness in her acknowledged the divineness in him. Oh, the material things of life, in your relationship, how you treat your woman, how you allow your woman to treat you. I'm a very intuitive man, extremely intuitive. And when you are intuitive, you won't judge no one. You will come mm. out of that if it's not for the, for the better good of your life. Because if your life is no good, 
Then her life will not be no good, and his life will be no good. It's about choice. Now, thank you, Dr. Goodman. Continue to do that. And some of the things what you said, Kristen Weldon said, ma'am, I know about her. Yes, mm. the, the, the genealogy, they talk about pigmentation. I look at this thing. People, black people, strong, all this stuff. We know the melon speaks for itself. But what about other people that don't have the melon? I'm not talking about Caucasian people. They are significant. They did it down south. Light-skinned people put bags on and make uh, make some sort of, uh, you know, judgment based on the color. It is the content. And if you, you to enjoy life, ma'am, and I hope your husband, hope he <laughs> embrace you. Years mm. to come. Have you go back into a fetus mode. What a wonderful thing to be a company, not a sex partner. These things deteriorate. And then when they yes. look at older people, older people, no, some older people are in good condition, high energy and all that. So I say this to you, Dr. Goblin. I know that you bring people in. The most, in the, the most important thing you can tell any one of your visitors, consider this. Get them to, Mr. Jonathan, you should be on What's Your Name Show. You should come on Cow Show. Let me tell you this story. This beautiful, educated woman was on there talking one night. And she was speaking and speaking. And Jonathan can be a very humorous type guy. And Jonathan realized the significance of what that lady was saying. He humbled himself, listened at her. And before the program got off, the lady it was a different. All she needed to hear somebody hear this man talking to her. That's so important. The communication mm. is very important. Not how beauty that you are. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ron. Thank you so, so much. Uh, I'm going to go to the next line. Another one of our family members has been waiting to join the conversation. Thank you so much for your patience and for calling. Man, uh, when you talk about words of passion, that brother right there, he, yeah, you got passion for me. He, oh my um, goodness. I like to talk about, okay, we're talking about sex. Now, kissing. I don't want to take too long. Uh, I was 18 years old. I dated this lady, young lady. And we would kiss and she was, you know, just slobber all in my face. I'm just taking it to another topic. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That turned me off. And years later, something about the kiss. I don't know what it is. Doc, help me out. Okay. Um, one of the things that is very important, obvious, is that you're compatible with your partner. And that's why before there's anything physical, people need to talk. People need to, first of all, know what they like and what they don't like. And then they have to find out if the person to whom you're speaking is on the same plane with you. If they're not, mm. then you end that and you seek it elsewhere. 
So whether it's how someone kisses you, holds you, talks to you, smells or thinks, it has to be something that's compatible with who you are. That's why talking Mm -hmm. is so important. But as I said, you first have to know who you are so that you can find out if that person is a kindred spirit. And kindred spirits are people who have similar interests, similar beliefs, um, who uh, may even come from your neighborhood, but not necessarily. But you have to look at a variety of things. And it's not a quick 5, 10, 20, 30 minute call. It's going to take some time. I had another Mm -hmm. psychologist friend who said it actually takes four seasons. And that means summer, fall, winter, and spring. You need to know somebody over a period of time. But nowadays, everything is on the microwave tip. It's like, I talked to you, I saw you, I had sex with you, and now I'm done because it wasn't good. It can't be about sex. That should not be because we have too many unmarried females with children. Mm -hmm. And we have to change that dynamic. We need to build strong black families. It takes a strong black man and a strong black woman to make a black family. And I'm all about the black family. I want to see black men and black women come together and make happy families. And you can't do that Mm -hmm. if you don't have criteria, if you don't, first of all, make sure you are right. If you're not coming right, then you're not going to have the right relationship. And we're so Mm -hmm. damaged as a people. We need therapy. And men are the last to get therapy when they need it, just like women do. So thank you for your comment. I'm going to stop there. Uh, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for calling, Doctor Gooden. Thank you, thank you, uh, family. It's almost time for us to take another commercial break, but before we do, Doctor Gooden and I were having a conversation before tonight's episode, and I shared a clip with her. And I would love to share that clip with all of you as we dissect it, and Doctor Gooden gives us her opinion on it. I'm so, so, so interested in watching this clip with all of you and uh, interested in knowing what you think and how you feel. For those of you who have just joined us, welcome. You are so welcome. Uh, You're tuned in to Love and Life with yours truly, Carol Riddick, right here on WURD. We are talking about love and life. And who better with whom to talk about it than Dr. Ayo Maria Gooden. Yes, yes, yes. She is our love doctor. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. <laughs> and I'm so grateful to have her here with us tonight. We don't get to visit with her often because she's so busy. I love it. I love We all need her. That's what it is. But family, as I was sharing, we're going to take a short commercial break. Know that the phone lines are still open and feel free to continue to comment on our socials. We are jumping into this video clip as soon as we come back. Stay with us. You're listening to Love and Life on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media. I think I know. 
Well, hello there, family. Welcome back. You are tuned in to Love and Life with yours truly, Carol Riddick, right here on WURD. We are talking with Dr. Ayo Maria Gooden. And before the break, I was sharing with you that we had a brief conversation before tonight's episode uh, about something that's taking place in the news right now, but I thought it would be great to introduce into our conversation tonight as we are approaching the celebration, number one, of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., but also because we're talking about relationships and being relationship ready. And and we're talking about so many things as it pertains to love, life, relationships, and such. So I was sharing that I'm going to share this clip with you and let me prep it. Here it comes. Down for his first interview since being convicted of assaulting his ex-girlfriend. Now he's receiving a lot of backlash after making comparisons to his new girlfriend and a civil rights legend. Take a listen to it. She's an angel. She's held me down like like a Coretta, you know? Good day. Major says his girlfriend, Megan Good, has been holding him down like Coretta Scott King, Martin Luther King's wife. Now, this isn't the first time he's made reference to her when speaking about the type of woman he wants. Now, the daughter of the civil rights couple, Bernice King, is weighing in. She tweeted this message saying, my mother wasn't a prop. She was a peace advocate well before she met my father. She goes on to say, please understand my mama was a force. Now, while Bernice did not mention Majors by name because she didn't need to, everyone knew what she was referring to. You can watch the full interview right now on the ABC News website. Hmm. Hmm. Emily, uh, that was the clip about which Dr. Gooden and I spoke um, just before the show. And I was curious to know Dr. Gooden's opinion, because as as you may be aware, if you're not aware, I'm going to share prior to. Um, well, actually, this is this is the second time, I believe, that he's made this comment or reference to Coretta Scott King to. To Coretta Scott King, the first time he was he spoke about his prior girlfriend who was a Caucasian woman, and he shared that he would like for her to be more like he would have liked for her to be more like Coretta Scott King or Michelle Obama. And so now this is the second time he is making a reference to Coretta Scott King, but now he's dating a black woman. So Dr. Gooden, I invite you to share with us your thoughts. You know, Ms. Riddick, I'm wondering if the audience would like to comment first, because I know I can talk about this and we (laughs) can spend the day, but I would love to hear what the family thinks about it. Before I make a comment. I would love. So family, did you hear that? You heard that Dr. Gooden and I are inviting you uh, to this conversation. I think it's an important one. I think it's a really, really, really important conversation to have. Uh, For those of you who would like to call in, the number to dial is 215-634-8065. You can even call toll free. That number is one 866 3610900 also you know that you can feel free to comment on our socials um just talk with us family let us know what you're thinking and how you feel 
uh, Miss Rosalind shares, I didn't know his wife was white. Well, she was his ex-girlfriend. His from, She is actually the woman with whom he had the altercation and the reason why he uh, had to go to court. The young woman that he dated prior to dating Megan Good. Hmm. So, yes, family, talk with us. Talk with us. Talk with us. Let us know. I am waiting to hear what you think and how you feel or whether you care one way or the other. I'm, I'm interested in knowing that, too. You may say, well, I don't really care, but I, I'd yeah. like to know. Nick, I'm going to invite you to this conversation as a young man. I would like to know if you have any thoughts and you can tell me, Carol, I'd rather not talk about this. You, you know, you can tell me I don't mind, but I am interested in knowing what you think and how you feel. Uh, yeah. So about about Jonathan Majors, um, I, I have to say, I, I feel like I'm not quite sure where his head is at and I'm not sure why this is his his go to thing to say about um, the women in his life that he's interested in. I think it's yeah, kind of it's a silly thing to say, and it's a little bit insensitive, given, uh, you know, Martin Luther King uh, Day is kind of around the corner here. Um, and I'm not sure what is making him think that. I mean, I understand what he's saying. He wants somebody to hold him down and to be with him through thick and thin, like uh, Martin Luther King's wife. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. However, the first person that he said this about publicly was the the uh, woman that he got in trouble with um, just a couple months prior, whose name is escaping me at the moment. I'm sorry. Um, Mine is me too. Yeah. And, and so now he's with um, uh, Megan Good. And he's saying that that's, she's, she's holding him down. She's, she's sticking by him in this same kind of way. And I mean, I kind of have to agree with, uh, with um, Martin Luther King's daughter uh, saying, you know, he's talking about her like it's a, she's a prop, like she's an accessory to, to what, uh, to who he is. And that, that just wasn't the reality. And so I, unfortunately I, I get what he's saying, but I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not liking who he's applying it to. And, and I don't know if he really understands what he means when he says that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for that, Nick. Thank you for obliging as well. One of our family members, Joanne. Hi there, beautiful Joanne Kemp. She commented, I don't really think he meant any harm, but if he's choosing these people to date, he needs to know them better. He won't ever be able to turn her into Coretta Scott King. Also, what exemplary things does he do to demand such? Thank you for that. I'm Antoinette, Antoinette Farmer. Hi there, beautiful. She shares, Mrs. King was a multifaceted woman. Many times she was portrayed as the good preacher's wife, but not realizing the strength, integrity, and intellect. She was a woman that was a giant in her own right. So, uh, <clears throat> what do we think? How do you feel? Do you, uh, do you think he meant no harm? Do you think that's, that's just, uh, you know, what, like Nick said, it's been his go-to, like I said, it's, it's been a go-to comment that he's made. He's made it uh, a few different times. Do you think he, what do you think he means by that? What do you think he means? I, I, I agree with you, Nick, in saying that I, and it doesn't matter what any of us think. So let, I'm, I am clear on that. But as we're talking about it and we're, I'm, I'm, we're sharing, um, I would, 
I would have preferred for him to have said, I would, I would love to have a woman that, um, is supportive and, uh, stands by me. And then if he would have expressed what the qualities were specifically that he prefers, I, I think that would have been admirable. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to jump in now if there's no other comments, but <laughs> I agree. I think that, you know, um, that it's unfortunate that he used the name Coretta Scott King in reference to his former girlfriend um, or current, because mm-hmm. once again, uh, it, it has some implications. And I think that there's a an issue that's not being addressed. One, this isn't his first encounter with uh, a physical altercation. He needs therapy. Mm. Um, I would love to be his psychologist. So if you, if you, if he hears this, you know, give me a call. I'd like to work with you because I see some deeper issues there that we frequently like to overlook in black people. But I mentioned earlier, if you want to have a strong black family, it takes two black people to make a strong black family. And he initially selected someone who was not black. Now, I know a lot of people believe that love is blind. And that's the same kind of statement as opposites attract. Um, It's not a good practice to select a person who is the opposite from you if you want the relationship to last. I also have found in not only the research, but also in my practice, that we're seeing a deeper issue that I've talked about many times on this show and other places over my 50 years of experience. And that is that due to racism, we're taught that we're not as good as Caucasians and that white females are better than black females. Now, Megan Good is a light black female. Now, if in fact he had a more positive view of being black, I would have loved, and I'm not saying you have to pick someone who's dark, but I think that he didn't pick anyone who's dark because he's dark. And mm-hmm. most dark people try to lose their color by either staying out of the sun, which isn't going to work, by the way, whatever color you were born, that's your color, unless you use the chemicals that Michael used. But mm. the fact that he continues to pick someone light, and I'm not saying that she has to be light, but Obviously, he prefers light partners. And that's usually because dark skinned people don't want to be dark. They don't want their children to be dark. They don't want, you know, they want somebody who is a trophy. And for some reason, well, I know why. Because of racism, we've been taught that dark skinned women are not trophies, that they're not beautiful, and that the most beautiful women are Caucasian, which is, of course, not true. I say that Caucasian females can be beautiful in their own right. But quite honestly, I'm prejudiced. I believe there's nobody more beautiful than black people. And that's because I'm black. (laughs) And I don't have a problem (laughs) saying that. I'm supposed to believe that black people are the most beautiful, just like Caucasians are supposed to believe that Caucasians are the most beautiful. 
But the problem is, is that black people have been taught that we're not. And we believe that most of the time. Some of us have been taught that it's not true, but that's like teaching a lion that a lion is ugly because it doesn't have stripes. It's not supposed mm-hmm. to have stripes. I'm not supposed to look like a Caucasian. I don't have to look like a Caucasian to be beautiful. But we've been trained over the past five, six hundred years that we've been associating with Caucasians that we're not as beautiful or desirable. And black men, sad to say, have been damaged and frequently, not always, obviously, believe that. How often do you hear a black man walk up to a dark-skinned black woman with tightly curled hair, full lips, and broad nose and say, oh, you're beautiful. Mm. Let her look like Megan Good or Caucasian female or, you know, those kind of folks. And they'll get all sorts of compliments. We've been damaged to reject our own people and to embrace theirs as the standard of beauty. That's not healthy. I don't care what people tell you. It is not healthy. Mm. Of course, the reality is Black people look like every ethnic group on the planet because they all came from us, including Caucasians. So as my husband's mother said, you'd never have to find anybody who's non-Black because you have every look among Black people. So it speaks to your self-esteem and lack thereof because this society is so racist, it teaches us to reject being Black. Mm. Mm. Family, your comments are still being welcomed. Uh, we're talking right now about the video clip that we just watched. And it was uh, Jonathan Majors making the comment about his current girlfriend, Megan Good, who has been holding him down like Coretta Scott King. And we're discussing it. We're just talking about it. Just, um, just talking about it. Antoinette, she shares that she doesn't believe he meant any harm, but know what you want. Um, Harold shares how he mentioned Mrs. King twice. No, actually, it was a question. How does he mention that Mrs. King twice and he doesn't like black women? Um, well, Dr. Gooden, did you okay. want to make a Well, first of all, we have to understand that he has a publicist who tells him what to say, especially after being found guilty of assault. And so... Don't think that these people aren't being coached in what they should or should not say. Okay. Mm -hmm. If he doesn't go now, normally, and I don't know where this took place, but frequently assault cases are considered felonies, which mean you get prison time. So he's rich. He's famous. He's a wonderful actor. I loved him in, as I said, Lovecraft country. I loved it. Mm -hmm. I Um, I think he's a, a gorgeous, handsome man. Um, and no, I, I'm not a cougar, but I do appreciate <laughs> fine brothers. Okay. Uh, I'm married to one, by the way. I hear that. Um, I think that we need to understand that I'm looking at a deeper level of issue here. This is somebody who gets angry and fights women. That is an indication of a mental health problem. Mm-hmm. But I also know because I've been studying. Black mental health, as I said, for over 50 years, that when you consistently reject 
dark skinned black women and you're dark skinned yourself, it's a statement. It mm. is a statement of your self esteem or lack thereof. Mm. And, you know, I know I'll hear a lot of disagreement with that, and that's okay. I'm fine with you disagreeing with me, but let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. You know, I wish I could speak to what his preference is. I, I only know of these two women. And unfortunately, the optics just didn't look good for him because he started dating Megan Good um, after the altercation that he had with his prior girlfriend. Family, it's time for us to take just a short commercial break. But I do see your comments. And when we come back from the break, we will go to your comments and share them. Stay with us because we're coming right back. You're listening to Love and Life with Carol Riddick on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media. Well, hey there, family. Welcome back. You are tuned in to Love and Life with yours truly, Carol Riddick, right here on WURD. In these last few moments of tonight's episode, we are digging into uh, the conversation about Jonathan Majors and his um, situation and the outcome of his court case and the statements that he has made repeatedly about wanting to date a woman um, who is like Coretta Scott King. Um, Joanne asks, does he mean or does he think that Coretta Scott King was subservient? I, I I wonder that as well. I do wonder. I wonder that as well. Um, there's no way to know. Uh, Eric shares, I don't believe he meant any harm in making the comparison, but I don't believe he understands the concept of apples and oranges or actress and icon. What he needs is Jesus therapy and prayer. You know what, Eric? <laughs> and uh, it's Rosalind. Hi there, beautiful. She shares, yes. Dr. Goodman, he needs therapy. Uh, where the freak does he get off being disrespectful toward legends, first ladies, our ancestors, and a woman like Coretta Scott King and first lady, Mrs. Michelle Obama? He doesn't have the right. He was totally out of line and he was disrespectful. And uh, she believes that, no, she's, she writes, I don't think any man should ever address a black woman in their fashion. I don't care who they are. Malcolm shares, like Malcolm X famously said, who taught you to hate yourself? It's just, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot um, to just break down here. Miss Rosalind shares also, and this is why I refuse to accept Caucasian man. And just because I'm light skinned and being called cracker by my own black people most of my life, it hurts me deep down inside that I know for a fact that I am black and I am beautiful and I am proud to be a black light skinned person. I love that. I love that. I love that. That's right. We have to love ourselves yes. and we really don't. We really don't. We really don't. I, um. I, I, I am prayerful for him um, that he does. I don't, and I see my, my first thought was that he does get a clue, but he, he does. I do believe he does need some help and, and, and family. And I'm not just saying this because he said it in conversation when he was talking about um, his prior girlfriend or Megan, just, just the statement itself. Like I, I was sharing the statement alone, just the statement itself, just making any reference 
of one person to another. No, make, be specific, be clear about what you want, state the qualities, because if that is in fact to what you're referring, then state that, state the qualities. Let's not say, you know, comparing one person to another person. I don't ever, I don't, I don't think that's ever a good uh, practice to compare one human being to another. I, I, now, I don't know, Dr. Gooden, you are the expert here, but I, I don't believe that's ever a good practice to compare one human being to another. I, I believe being clear about who you are and being clear about what you want. I think those are good places to start. Well, I, I agree. I think that with some exceptions, you know, if somebody said you should be more like Carol Riddick, I'd agree with them. And I'd say, yeah, yeah, you're right. Somebody who's doing something good for the community, you follow it up with what it is that you'd be sanctioning. Um, but I don't think he knew what he was talking about. Um, I believe he was just going along with what he was told to say. And um, it's unfortunate. I mean, but... Where do we learn our history? Where do we learn who we are? Where do we learn to love ourselves? And, you know, whether you're light mm -hmm. and get, you know, bullied or dark and get bullied um, or whatever the issue is, it's all from racism. And mm -hmm. we don't see how intricate racism is in shaping our choices, our anger, our joys, etc. I mean, we should be happy being black. And yes, like I said, blacks come in all shapes, all colors, all looks. But mm. the point is that we have been taught that one look is better than the other. And to reject the dark skinned people, yes, dark skinned people will give light skinned people grief. Why? Because they envy light skinned people because they've been told that they're not attractive because they're dark. Right. But it's not true. It's, no, it's not it true. is not true. But that's right. what no. we've been taught as a people. But I agree with that. True. There's something we call reaction formation in psychology. And that is where somebody says you're ugly, but really they feel ugly. And that's why they say that mm -hmm. about you. And Caucasians mm -hmm. in particular say very nasty things about us and have taught us that we're ugly because we're dark, but they go and they try to get darker themselves and get suntanned. They'll say we're ugly. Our hair is ugly and they'll go and curl their hair. They say our right. lips are too big. Our butts are too big. And they go and put some silicone in them to pump I, them up. I agree with that. Dr. Good and everything. I, I, I agree with that. I do want to address uh, the, the statement, the comment that you just made. And Nick has a comment to make as well. But when you were when you were talking about if someone if someone, hypothetically speaking, someone said to you, I wish someone was more like Carol Riddick, but you followed it with saying certain things. Um, exactly. And that was to what I was say, uh, speaking when I was That's talking cool. about Jonathan Majors, even if he had led with, I wish he was, you know, more. what he did say was holding him down. He did say, but that's so broad. You know, we don't know, like, uh, you know, one of our family members asked, did he mean she was subservient or, you know, what did he mean by that? So I'm saying being specific about what it is you like or admire or appreciate yes. about another human being when you make a statement 
like that. When you say, well, I wish they were more like so-and-so and so, I wish that they would blah, 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 blah. You name the individual exactly. qualities instead of making a, a, such a general and broad comparison. I think that, that that's where you find the trouble when you do that. Nick, I know you did say that uh, there was a caller that wanted to share some information about Jonathan Majors. Yeah, they, they were basically saying how they felt like it was ridiculous to even drink, to even bring in um, Martin Luther King and his family into, into, you know, such trivial mess. It's, it's so beneath the family itself that it's like, it, it really shouldn't even be brought up. Um, and they, they had felt like there was just kind of always something when it comes to these black actors. Jonathan Majors is just the most recent case, but there's always something that, that some kind of issue with, with black actors. And it, it's, he felt like it was like targeted pretty much. Mm. Mm. That's a that's a good point. Good point. Dr. Gooden. Thank you, Nick. Thank you so much. And thank you to the caller that shared the information and the opinion. You know, it's welcome. You know, it's so welcome. Um, Dr. Gooden, you know, I just love you to pieces. And I so appreciate you coming and, and educating us and sharing Again, your knowledge, your your attention, your spirit, your your intention, your information, your education, just everything. It's so, so, so appreciated. And I do hope that you will come back to visit with us sooner as opposed to later, because I love our conversations. And um, especially because you're you're you. Well, you know, you know why family and you know why, too. I could sit here and talk for hours about why I love talking with you and listening to you. I could listen to you talk for hours, but <laughs> but I do thank you so much, as always, for just coming to share with us. Um, that's love right there at its core. That is love. So I love how you love us. Thank you. Well, thank I you, love thank you, you and I love how you love not only me, but the WURD family, and I appreciate all of you. And I am here to serve. That's what I do. Mm. Mm. Oh, before you, before we go, could you please tell our family members the name of your book? Oh, I can do better than that. I can show it to you. Ooh, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. The yes, single yes. bracelet does not jingle, which is a African proverb, but it is a book about love relationships how to pick the right one, how to have a happy, long-lasting love relationship, and how to end those relationships that are not good for you because you deserve mm -hmm. better. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, we have uh, one more caller. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't see that. One more caller, one of our family members. Hi there. Thank you for calling. Hi, this is Wanda. Happy New Year to the both of you. I just want to share something um, poetically to wrap up what you all said. The best person to be is the one that I am. No matter how hard I try, I can only do what I can. Why does everyone want you to be what they want you to be? Every day I thank God for you letting me be me. Yes, it matters not what I do. It matters not what I say. You respect me for who I am. You pray with me from day to day. It's good to be free from ridicule and yet free from dismay. When you are free in spirit, little tends to get in your way. If it were not for people like you, Dr. and Carol, with the support that you give, my life would be so much more complicated or harder to live. There are few like you in which I can call on for help. Well, now I take the time to thank you for letting me be myself. So if you want to be a friend to anyone by any means, let them be themselves. Do not insult their mm -hmm. self-esteem. They will appreciate you more for what you try to do. Well, now that I can be me, 
I want you to always be you. And, and, and that's the bottom line. We need to love everyone, accept everyone for who we are, but know who we are and learn. So thank you so much for, for sharing that. I'm sick, but I had to share that. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> yes. And thank really. you. It was absolutely. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Thank you so much. Thank you for that love. Family, family, praise God from whom all blessings flow. As we wrap tonight's episode, thank you so much, Dr. Gooden. Once again, for just sharing time, energy, always, always open invitation, Uh, knowledge, spirit, space with us. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com.